You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1502. Do the words insurance claim cause a knot in your stomach? We'll have a listen to today's episode for fast, effective relief. Welcome to Horse Insurance 101 by Fry's Equine Insurance at friesequineinsurance.com. Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of Horses in the Morning. One of the most requested segments we've gotten from listeners is about insurance for your horse and your farm. Susan Strauser is here from Fry's Equine Insurance and has been helping us with a five-part series on insurance, helping us all understand what we are buying and what we need. If you missed the last four segments, if you missed the last three segments, we discussed horse mortality and health insurance, liability and farm insurance, and you can find them all at Horse radionetwork.com slash insurance. If you missed any of them, the players are right there. It's very easy for you to go take a listen. Today, we discuss examples of claims and how to process them and what you're going to need, all the details. So Susan, let's start with the basics of filing a claim. Very good, Glenn. Um, You know, anyone who has insurance long enough is going to have to file a claim. And the best way to navigate is to know some of the things that'll make the process easier for yourself and for the people that you're working with. So my suggestions would be is first of all, report your claim right away. So if you're dealing with a policy on your horse, um, there is a requirement in the policy that you report any accident, sickness or disease even if you're not going to make a claim for reimbursement. So our rule of thumb is typically uh, the second time you called the vet on the same incident is probably the time that you need to be contacting your insurance agent. Oh, so even uh, if, if you're, you're not talking, filing a claim, you contact you? Um, yes. No? Yes. Okay. Very good. Yes. We need to um, get your adjuster involved so we make sure that everyone's making good choices for the horse. Um, Now, if you are filing um, or if you have a liability incident, which is injury to a third party or to their property, you should contact your agent or policy claim department immediately to give any relevant information, the who, what, when, where, um, and never negotiate with an injured party or commit to them that the insurance company will pay any cost because this is up to the insurance adjuster to determine what is covered or not covered or even if you're liable for that payment. Now for a farm claim, which is typically your property coverage, uh, you do need to assess damage and then call your agent or the policy claim department to report the damage. And then the claim adjuster will determine if it is a covered loss within your policy. So once you've um, reported the claim, your next step will be gather any documentation to substantiate the the damage or cost of repair or the um, health uh, costs associated with the horse. So for your horse insurance, the company will be looking for vet reports and itemized bills, because then they will go through and determine what's covered or what's not covered, and then they will let you know on that. Uh, In a liability incident, you wanna write down the details of what happened, who was hurt, or if their property was damaged, the dates of the incident, 
and any witnesses. Doing this right away will help you to remember the details as the process is underway, because you may not um, have to have an interview with somebody right away. So you want to keep everything um, in writing so it keeps your memory uh, fresh. Now, for a farm claim or a property claim, the adjuster will come out and he will let you know his assessment of the damages and give you an estimated cost of repairs. If you disagree with him, then you can obtain estimates um, on your own and present this information for additional review. Um, but with that, you will also need to uh, try to stop any further damage from occurring. And then the last bit of advice is work with your adjuster. In most cases, you're going to be assigned an adjuster to resolve the claim issue. Um, your agent, which would be me in this case, does not have the authority, um, nor do I have access to all the specific information to be able to give you advice on whether something is covered, is not covered. I can answer general questions. Um, on the other hand, if you're having issues with your claim process, then it would be appropriate to call your agent and ask them to intervene for you. I think that's a good overview. Let's go into a little more specifics on the different types of policies. Let's start with mortality and medical claims. Okay. Um, with mortality and medical, the, the biggest mistake we see is that the owner doesn't always report the accident or the sickness at the onset. And it's understandable because a lot of times you're dealing with a stressful situation, you're trying to get your horse to the vet or get the vet out to you, but it is important to get your claims adjuster involved so they can answer any questions concerning coverage for different procedures. Um, and you should know up front whether something is going to be covered or not. The vet may recommend a particular treatment or a course of action, and you just want to make sure that you understand the limits in your policy, uh, you know, how much is going to be reimbursed to you and, and how does that reimbursement process works so that you know up front how this is going to uh, play out. Um, keep in mind that mortality and medical policies are one-year policies. And what that means is each year they're going to start over. So the company can add exclusions to your medical or mortality or both coverages each time the policy starts over. So you may have uh, uh, illness that is a recurring that was covered on your last policy but this time there's an exclusion and they're not going to pay. You still have to have the horse treated, but you may not get reimbursement. This is why it's very important every year to read over your policy to make sure that you understand any limitations. Now, in the event that you have to make the most difficult decision of whether your horse needs treated or whether um, you have to have them euthanized, you want to know where the company stands um, on payment of that claim. For example, we had a client many years ago who um, did not believe that a horse ever fully recovered from a colic surgery. And he said he would never put his horse through that. Well, unfortunately, the horse did suffer a severe colic, vet recommended surgery, and the owner opted not to do it. Um, under that circumstance, the company did not pay his mortality claim because most policies state that you have to do whatever is necessary to save your horse. So again, this is why it's very important to understand what is your responsibility in the event of a sickness or an accident with your horse. 
um, and to know what treatments will be covered, won't be covered. And it's also very important for the owner, the vet, and the adjuster to be communicating with each other so that um, each one of those people within that decision will be aware of the limitations of the policy and what is best for the horse. Because in the end, the companies want what's best for the horse. All right. That I mean, you explained that very well. Well done. All right. So <laughs> liability claims, which I think is a trickier area. Yes. Liability claims um, come up when a third party is injured or their property is damaged. So your policy is de- designed first to defend you if someone brings a claim against you, and then they will pay up to the limits of your policy if you are found negligent. Now, the company can opt to pay, say, medical bills or damage, say, to a vehicle or your property without the injured party having to file a lawsuit. But this is the the discretion of your insurance adjuster and the insurance company. You should never try to negotiate a claim payment on behalf of the company. Um, So you don't want to ever promise payment or, hey, we'll take care of all of this. Um, you just need to let your adjuster do his job and uh, get all the information together that he needs to fully understand what is going on. So um, another important aspect is to understand who is an insured underneath your liability policy. So your, your policy is going to provide defense for you as the owner of the policy, but it typically also covers your employees and even volunteers while they are acting within the scope of the duties for you. So that would mean if it was your employee who caused a liability incident, your policy will defend you as owner of the property or owner of the business and also the employee who is acting on your behalf. Um, And that's important to know. So because if it's not an employee, let's say you have an independent instructor who comes out to your property, you wanna make sure that they have liability coverage for their operation and that policy needs to name you as an additional insured so that you have liability coverage under their policy if they cause the incident. So in all policies, there's gonna be a section that's called who is an insured. Just take a few minutes to read that over to make sure that you understand um, who's covered and, um, and who isn't covered. And finally, property claims. And, you know, we had a couple of our listeners post on social media asking about are their tractors covered and things like that. Um, and we did address that when we talked about uh, farm policies. Uh, but let's in, in relation to claims, let's talk a little bit about buildings and equipment. Sure. So property claims are when a house, building or equipment listed on the policy are damaged by a covered loss. So Glenn, I understand people asking those questions because a lot of people think that when they have a barn coverage covered, that anything in that barn is automatically covered. So if they store their tractors in there, they assume that it's going to be covered underneath the barn insurance, and that is not the case. So anytime that you need something specific covered, you need to list it on your policy. And that's something that's important to go over with your agent. There are different ways that they can be listed. Okay, because things like tractors, which are not cheap anymore. (laughs) Oh, exactly. I mean, it is important you have to think about that because you're spending thirty to $50,000 on a tractor now. 
Uh, oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and so that's why, you know, we'll get specific information to make sure that we know what tractors are covered and and we want you to understand um, how they're covered as well. So it's very important to have discussions with your agent when you buy a new piece of equipment or you put up a new building. You need to call your agent. You need to report it so they can get it on your policy for you. Now, most insurance policies are not going to cover wear and tear to your property. So if you've got a barn with an older roof and it starts leaking um, just due to the wear and tear of weather um, and age, uh, that's not going to be covered under your insurance policy. Uh, we're looking more for um, the coverage if, if wind or or, um, you know, ice or something has done some uh, damage to it. Uh, so again, know what your policy says, know what's covered so that when the damage comes, you're, you're not surprised. So, and that is typically what causes uh, damage to um, property is usually a storm. So what's important is after a storm comes through, take some time to go out, check your house, check your barns for leaks in the roofs, in the walls, around fireplaces. Um, and if you do find any leaking happening, do your best to stop any further damage. So, you know, tarp a roof or, or cover up any maybe openings in the siding of the barn, but do it safely. If you can't do it yourself, if it's not safe to get up on a roof, then call a company in to help, help you with that because you don't want further damage to occur if you can help it. So basically what will happen is uh, an adjuster will come out, he'll take an assessment of the damage, and he'll uh, give you an estimate of what he believes it's going to cost to repair it. They do research based on your area and, and cost of labor and materials there. And if for some reason you don't agree with what your adjuster said, you can always get your own estimates and then work with him to come up with, with, a, with a good amount. Um, if you have to have repairs done before your adjuster can come out, uh, be sure that, that the contractor is taking pictures and taking notes before and after the repair, because you'll need to be able to show the adjuster exactly the condition that it was in and what was done um, to, to repair it. So he can determine whether it's a covered uh, cause of loss on your policy or not. You know, another big thing that we see that people don't understand all the time is farm policies and most homeowners policies are not going to cover flood damage. So if you live in an area that is prone to flooding or in a floodplain, you need to get a separate policy to cover for um, loss or damage due to a flood. Now, having said that, a lot of policies have what's called, and it goes by various names, but it, it's called backup of sewer and drains. So let's say you've got a sump pump in your basement and it is um, having troubles keeping up and you get that backup into your basement, you could have coverage for that. But it's important to know up front what, what is the coverage and what the limit is. Some companies will offer a, a tier so that you can buy more coverage than the standard. Uh, so if you have a finished basement, make sure that that limit is going to provide you with the protection that you need. Um, now, I understand that insurance policies can be cumbersome to read, but it is very important to review it each year 
and know your limits of coverage. So as an insurance agent, I look at my farm policies every year and I update what we call replacement cost worksheets, which gives us an idea of what it would cost to replace a house or a barn um, in your particular area. And I make sure that your policy is keeping up with those values so that you don't fall below the um, a, a certain percentage of the replacement cost and incur a co-insurance penalty if there's a partial claim. But you need to know, you need to look at it, you need to decide, do you need to address those issues? Have you done updates to your house? Have you um, updated the barn, maybe put in new stalls or added on to the building? Because all these things can affect values and you wanna make sure that if there's a claim that you've got a good value so that you're not paying more than your deductible out of pocket. Sounds good. Thank you for all of that. And if you're interested in getting a quote for your horse farm or liability, give Susan a call at 614-875-3711 or send an email from the website. And the website is friesequineinsurance.com. That's friesequineinsurance.com. And to hear any section over again, if you miss something, you can go to horseradionetwork.com slash insurance. We have one more monthly segment that we're going to do. And that one is how to file for a policy in the first place. So we're going to end with that. So, And I know you've gotten some calls from listeners. Don't be afraid to call and ask questions. That's why Susan's here. That's why she's doing all of this. Uh, and, you know, we all have questions on, and I just, we just bought a new tractor, and I had a question on that too. So don't be afraid to give Susan a call. That's why she's here and she doesn't bite. It's okay. So That's right. And, and our job as an agent is to make sure you understand the policy that you're purchasing and to help guide you to buy the right policy for what your needs are. FriesEquineInsurance.com. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>